Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only Long Beach State Athletics podcast that features the one and only athletics director, Andy Fee. It is the LB Fee Show, and as always, this show is hosted by the562.org. That is myself, JJ Fiddler, and to my left, my co-host, Mike Artabasia. It says to your right on your script, and it messed me up. I'm hey, sitting on the wrong side. I'm today. out here, <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants, Mike. Uh, as always, we got a great show filled with all of the Long Beach State action for you. Join, uh, stick around. We're going to have Joey Cerule, coach of the two-time defending Big West champion women's golf program, on in a little bit. Before we get to all that, we got to bring on the man of the hour, Andy Fee. Andy, welcome to your show, gentlemen. Happy Monday. Nice quiet week for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, just lounging around, nothing really going on. Just, yeah. just average week. Emails here. coming we in. Had to, we had to put Andy off. Andy wanted to podcast every day. He's like, I got nothing to do. Yeah. Come hang out. You know? Emails coming into Andy's box like, dun, dun. Yeah, right? <laughs> so let's clear the air. I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to let LB Nation know exactly what's going on with the mascot situation here at Long Beach State because I think it's a mountain out of a molehill at this point, and I feel like a little bit of a conversation with you about the game day experience for local fans will clear the air and let people know that really not that much is changing, right? Yeah, and and not to be flippant about the process, but if a fan comes out here in August of – 2019 to to see the season open with women's volleyball or out at women's soccer uh, the really the only difference will be um or i should say in 2020 because this year you won't see it but in fall of 20 after the process has gone through a shark uh in some sort of costume or or iteration but you'll still see beach on the front of the jersey uh, you'll hear us talking about beach women's soccer beach women's volleyball so it really won't be that big a deal will the sharks or shark be used in the reporting by the university so like for example we've been covering long beach state sports for more than a decade in 2014 the university stopped using 49ers in the sports information uh content so like any write-up that comes from the university didn't say 49ers are we going to see sharks in those write-ups no you'll, you'll still see beach athletics uh you know the moniker with the with the team name uh, you know, I think we had talked about it um, last week, y- you know, a, a way to kind of look at an analogy. Um, you know, I've been using Alabama and, and Fullerton, Alabama. Uh, they're the Crimson Tide. That's their, their nickname. But their mascot is Al the Elephant. They're not the Alabama Elephants or the Alabama Crimson Tide. And so to clear, to, to put it in as plain a language as possible, specifically for sports fans, what you're saying is if Long Beach State is Alabama, what the students voted on is Al the Elephant, not the Crimson Tide. Correct. Okay. So true. So some true or false statements. The Dirtbags will still be known as the Dirtbags. True. The sports teams will still be called the Beach whatever. True. You won't be the Sharks whatever. True. A year from now... So, and what you're saying is for 2019-20, no change. Correct. Fall 2020, probably a guy in a shark suit. Correct. And then that would be the only change. True. Got it. What about chants, like cheers? Are the cheerleaders going to be telling people to yell, go sharks? We haven't talked about that, but I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, You know, we're beach athletics. I think go beach honestly, is the greatest chant, cheer that, that we can do. And I, totally, I, I totally agree. As somebody who's surrounded themselves with sports my entire life, I know a thing or two about chants and cheers. And Go Beach is perfect. It's awesome. Uh, and it's the greatest part about what we, what we have to, to sell in terms of what people think of us. They think of somewhere unique. They think of the beach. 
we're the only university, Division One athletic university, that has beach in its name. So we're, we're going to keep using that. And, and again, I, I know there's some confusion out there, but hopefully, you know, this helps clarify it. Now, you don't really control this, but I guess people who are alumni specifically are wondering about 49er shops, the Daily 49er things like that. Are, do you see those changing or have them have there been discussions about changing the names of the 49er shops? You know, I can't speak directly to that. Um, I know that that's probably an ongoing discussion right now, uh, whether those will change. I mean, there's so many moving parts to this in terms of, 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 of that 49er name, but, um, you know, that could or might stay. You know, I, honestly, I, I, I don't know, but I know that, that we will continue to, to be the beach and um, we'll see what happens. You know, this is a very um, organic process. All right. I feel that's enough. To Do you? Talking Do about. you? Are you sure? Is that enough? <laughs> have we talked about this enough? It's very frustrating for Mike and I to have written about this for 10 years and then all of a sudden this year everybody's up in arms about it. It's like, guys, we this has it's been not, happening. I, you know, I wouldn't say it's that frustrating for me just because it doesn't uh, it doesn't surprise me. Like it, it, it's always that way for that's us. Like f- like we'll cover the men's volleyball team for the whole year. That's fair. And there's a certain amount of people paying attention to it, and that we had a really good following for men's volleyball this year, both in the stands here, but also on our website. And then something happens to where they're on CBS, and so oh wow, JJ's highlight video of the national championship did better than the but CSUN like, win. You but know like I mean? our column about this situation won a statewide <laughs> award. Sure. And five months later people are like wait we're the what yeah well i That's don't know tough. i guess it's real it's, tough it's not that, it's i would say it's not that surprising to me uh <laughs> let's do a last week and this week at the beach uh last week a uh, a, a couple of really great performances for the dirtbags uh as they were swept in their series at fullerton yeah adam seminaris and nick avila were the first two starting pitchers in that series for the dirtbags and they didn't allow an earned run in over 12 innings combined but like Mike said, dirtbags got swept. They will be at home, Bull Diamond at Blair Field this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. All of those games are going to be at 6 p.m. They're hosting Hawaii, so one last chance to see the dirtbags there at Blair Field. Meanwhile, this weekend in Sacktown, Long Beach State Track and Field going at it with the NCAA West Prelims in Sacramento Thursday through Saturday. Those are all-day events, so they pretty much run all in a full meet on Thursday, on Friday, and then on Saturday. So we'll keep you up to date on that information at the562.org. If you're a Long Beach State fan and you're uh, up north, I highly recommend getting out there. They hold that thing at Sac State. It's an awesome event, and Long Beach State has a number of really, really talented uh, athletes going this year. Kimani Briggs just became the first four-time long jump champion in Big West history uh, and has a chance to really make some noise at the national level. So definitely check out the562.org and longbeachstate.com for info on all of that. And as we bring on our guest, I just wanted to remind Long Beach State fans about the 562.org and all the coverage we've been providing. Newsletter videos, previews, recaps, photos, Twitter updates. Uh, and, you know, we'll talk to you. Leave us a comment on Facebook or Twitter, and uh, we're happy to answer questions or, uh, or respond to anything else you got. All right, we're now going to welcome on our special guest. He's stacking up Big West trophies at this point. It's women's golf coach Joey Cerule. Coach, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. So, Big West champions, again, repeat. I got to ask you, are you a little surprised that the girls were able to rise that uh, big conference trophy again? Uh, this year, I think, was was a little bit of a surprise. I knew we definitely had the talent returning with four-fifths of the team from uh, from last year returning and being able to play again. 
Um, we had a little bit of a talk prior to leaving for Big West, and we had talked about you know leaving no doubt and kind of going through if there was any of that that was left. And, and my girls literally looked at me and said, Coach, do you think we're not going to win? Nice. I go, I go no. I think, I think we're okay. And they, they <laughs> flat out looked at me and says, we're going to walk in with so much swag that they can just hand us a trophy as soon as we get there. And from the first shot on, we were that way. So wow. what, uh, Golf is – obviously, golf's different from other sports. I feel like there are sports where you almost don't want your team walking in there feeling that way. You know what I mean? And then there's sports where you do want players just, at, just yeah, no one's going to come close to us. Is that the right mindset? Is that the way you wanted them to be approaching that tournament? I would say yes and no. It's uh, with golf. It's always about constantly harnessing your feelings and making sure you're not too far up and too far down. That's what I'm saying. I don't think of it as being a like I want you to sprint onto the <laughs> onto the golf course kind of an approach. But you can still walk w- walk in with a certain confidence and a level that none of this is beneath you at all, and I'm I'm rising to the occasion, so to speak. That none of it kind of becomes an issue. It, it's like one of our majors, and we just finished one this week. You saw what Brooks Kepka did, and he kept his cool the entire time. He refused to make eye contact with his significant other or, you know, hold hands. Whatever or it takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is this team this year a lot different or kind of similar to last year's group? It was really nice um, with this year's group having all upperclassmen in there. We had only juniors and seniors participating this year and playing. I think the experience that we had learned from last year is what allowed us to, to get the title and bring it home this year. Um, I would say other than that, though, last year's team was very similar to this year's team because it wasn't an individual person that really was carrying us all year. At any point in time, any of the five could lead. Um, we got really, really lucky, and I'm, I'm super proud of her for Haley and what she had done, and she led us that week, and it was just her turn to step up. So Yeah, Haley Tigrit, the one, the winner of the uh, Big West individual. You guys play that at the same time, right? So then you have an individual champion and a team champion. So you guys win the individual. The second year in a row, you win as an individual. Correct. Uh, Jennifer, you won that last year. Not you, but you. 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 Uh, hey, do you see that coming? Do you see throughout the season, are you watching the other conference players thinking, if my top player can play at her top level, she's going to win the whole thing? Um, yes and no. Each course is going to be designed and set up a little bit differently that suits some players better okay. than others. Um, what, what style does Haley play? Power. Power. All about being yeah hyper aggressive, can hit the ball forever, hits a lot of greens in regulation. I would love it if her last name both sounded like Tiger and has the word grit in it, and she was just like very finesse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's all about the mid range game. <laughs> <laughs> No, Haley, Haley can Haley can pound it off the tee, and she's pretty much the exact opposite of finesse. Although that part of her game is what allowed her to win this year. So, the finesse game, the finesse game. That's really all we've worked on this entire year was chipping and putting with her. She hit the greens. She always has it good off the tee. But once she got the short game, well, you know, a little more well rounded, and she started making putts this year, and then she saw the the wins. So she was a happy Gilmore. Uh, I wouldn't say quite that bad, but, but uh, <laughs> she she is uh, of of that that realm where she can okay. hit it pretty good. Yeah. So you guys win the conference tournament yet again, like I said, repeat, and you go to the NCAA regional yet again. This time you go to Michigan, East Lansing. Thanks, How was the weather out there? Thanks, sensitively. I appreciate that. One. <laughs> hey, nothing says golf to me 
like the word Michigan. <laughs> the, the, the culinary center of hamburgers and hot dogs. Don't in you America. guys don't you guys watch those Tim Allen commercials? Oh, Michigan. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Because the tagline. Um, so you guys go out there, obviously going up against some of the the best teams in the nation. Uh, and it's your second year in a row. So you weren't able to advance. But by going two years in a row, do you as a coach see what the key is to taking that next step? Winning the conference again, getting to a regional, and then advancing as a team? Yeah, we definitely can't ever overlook, um, you know, winning the conference championship year in and year out when we start the year. That is the ultimate goal to, to begin the year with. And, and we really kind of think that if we don't get that championship done, we don't get to advance. We've been in the conversations about at-large bids, but it's difficult to get up there inside of the top 50 throughout the year. So Big West is always your key to get in. When it comes to regionals, regionals is hard, man. It's it's the the line between making it and not making it is very thin. Um, you've got some of the best teams out there. They set up the golf course extremely difficult. You get a day to figure it out. The amount of travel that we had to do prior to get into it, I don't think necessarily helped us. We were really shocked that we weren't shipped to Seattle. Or at least you know out just outside of Seattle, so it was a. a you don't usually change time zones. I feel no, like <laughs> well, no, not that, only that, that doesn't happen. The NCAA has made a point in some of these sports. I'm talking about soccer and women's volleyball, where they don't send people far because of the costs and stuff like that. So I too was shocked that you were going to uh, to East Lansing. Yeah, we were we were actually discussing already buying tickets prior to it if we were going to do it. And then when, once we didn't end up in Seattle, we're like, well, glad we didn't do that. Yes, wow. that, that, ended up, uh, that ended up working out very nicely. So the, the conversation you and JJ are having right now reminds me very much of conversations I sat in on between he and Mauricio Ingracia, the women's soccer coach on campus, like 10 years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. where it was, he was right where, he was at that time right where you are. Like, we had some success, and then we had some more success, so we know that the success wasn't a fluke. This is the kind of program that we've got now. Um, and he sort of talked similarly about how big the NCAA was, and I, I think what he, what ended up getting them to where they could make that Elite Eight run is he felt like he was able to take the success he'd had. Whenever you're recruiting, you have different clubs in the bag, so to speak, right? You're a mid-major, but school's a great school. It's in a great location. You've got good home courses. Now that you can add, hey, we're also one of these mid-major programs that's back-to-back champions going to NCAAs, does that change the way you you approach kids? Does it change the way that does it change the kind of kids you can approach? Like, how does that? How do you can you project things going for you guys the next couple of years? I, I can tell you on the recruiting trail side, I can't get into specifics obviously, obviously yes. but um, yeah, in the future we've had a, a couple of recruits now that have committed to us that are of the elite standard. I was getting phone calls from Pac-12 coaches saying, good job. Right. <laughs> we, we have started to see national recognition now. We are able to go after those types of players, and we're getting them. We have the facilities. We have the weather. we got the beach. I mean, it's, it's really – we have the schedule to be able to play what they're going to need um, moving on. We've had players move on to the LPGA. We've had players go on and continue on their careers in, in golf. So – we're becoming a viable landing spot for some of the more elite players in the country. Mike, I'd agree with you as far as what, what Mauricio is doing. Last year, I would tell you, we showed up to regionals and we were bright-eyed. And right. Just, You're like, wow, we did it. we're here. Let's get all the paper cups that say NCAA on them. <laughs> we didn't do that this year. I would say we weren't starry-eyed. We definitely came in with an opportunity and a, and a chance to, to just, okay, we're here. We know what it takes. We've done it last year. Again, four-fifths of those players had already been on that squad. We just didn't play well. 
at, at the end of the day, you still got to got to show up and do the do the job out there. And that's okay. The golf course won. We didn't. And we learned one more thing. And we just, you know, chalk it up and move on. It's an interesting time in golf right now. You mentioned Kepka in the recent PGA Championship this last weekend. And I'm thinking about Tiger Woods and the whole Masters thing a couple weeks ago. It was so crazy. Mike and I saw each other and were just like, wow, do you feel 12? Yeah, I feel 12 yeah. too. Uh, and that's what sports can do for you. Do, do you see the Tiger golf situation right now as a good thing or as like – Golf is trying to reach back into the past and hold on to this. And as we all know, you can't hold on to the past for very long without failing. So do you think that golf is in a good spot right now? I think it's both. I think it was interesting with Tiger. He won on the Sunday of the practice round for Big West. We held our meeting off (laughs) until he finished the last part of the tournament. We stopped everything at the Big West tournament until he finished the round, and then we all went crazy inside the room. That's oh, awesome. wow. Um, so is it is it a good thing or bad thing? I think it's both. I think it's wonderful to see the past still continue to have the tradition, which is what our game is really built on. Yeah. But you're seeing this new baton and this new plethora of guys and gals, essentially, coming up now and starting something new. I think the old is okay with that, too. They're interested in seeing this this new and unique dynamic of player that's coming through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Tiger at the Masters pretty much told him, say, hey, hold on, hold on, guys, I'm not done yet. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was magical. Uh, let's do some favorites before we let you get out of here. Okay. We do this with all the coaches. What is your favorite type of vacation? Are you like a travel to a historic place guy, or do you want to go to the middle of nowhere and camp? I'm going to go to my cabin in the middle of the, the National Forest up north in Arizona where I don't get any cell phone reception for nice. a week. Nice. nice. Very nice. What is your favorite food that you've previously brought to us when you've appeared on the podcast? It possibly could be wings. I, I would I would imagine where we're going out with that one. Uh, the Parmesan flavor, I yes. think we're a pretty good hit, that although my, the hot with the ranch well. was also really good, too. That, that was my favorite as well. Um, what's the movie that made you laugh the hardest? Caddyshack. Be, Caddyshack? That's a, such a good answer. Such a good answer. And yet there are players on the team that have not seen it yet. So that's I, I say that's change. on you, Coach. It is. <laughs> it really on is. You, you got to get it on the big screen in here in the pyramid, and we'll come, we'll come watch it too. <laughs> I mean, Gunga da Gunga. Um, what's your pump-up music? What do you listen to on the drive to the course? Are you trying to calm yourself down, or are you playing uh, Metallica? <laughs> uh, Metallica might be after the round, depending on how it went for the day. Okay. Uh, on the way there, it's just kind of just relaxing. Maybe some just simple pop stuff, but nothing that's too too crazy. Okay. Music's not massive in, in what I got. It's mainly clearing the head for the day and being focused. What about book? What's the last book you read? Hmm. Uh, I've reread Moneyball again. That's kind of that's that's a, a interesting kind of a different dynamic of my life. I love that internal baseball stuff that goes with there. It's the also the best. It. It's the best book that's ever been written about coaching at a mid major that was not written about coaching at a mid major. Pretty much, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> that, a major league team that's acting like a mid major. Yeah, and it's it's so funny to go back and look at it now. I actually just heard an interview with uh, with Lewis a few weeks ago, the author of that book. And uh, he was talking about how it's not about the elite teams. Like, everyone now is like, Moneyball, you got to get on Moneyball. It's like, that's not how you win the World Series. It's how you get into the playoffs. It's like you're fourth and fifth guy in the roster. That's Moneyball. Um, All right, last one. Is there a movie, song, or piece of art that made you cry? Something that just got you really emotional where you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Caddyshack. (laughs) Is it Caddyshack? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll nerd myself out here. I saw, and I won't give any spoilers away for, for Infinity War. 
Coach. Right. Okay. The the end of the end of the movie. Right. There, yes, there coach. were some yes. times that You're were there right. that I, I. JJ still hasn't seen it. Nope, I did. You and did. Ditto. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. All it, it 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 was hard. But it was like one of those things. You remember that scene in Swingers where Vince Vaughn is like he made the Don't cameraman cry. But he's like Endgame to Swingers. But he's like, I'm comparing my crying to Swingers. All right. Vince Vaughn's like, and then I made the camera guy cry. It wasn't as much as what I was doing. Like he had his own stuff going on. That's how I felt in that movie. It was, yeah, like, it was, sure. a, lot, it was a lot okay. going on. Yeah, a lot going sure. on. I also cried during Game of Thrones, but that was because it sucked. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much, Coach, for coming on the show. I haven't seen it yet either. No okay. All right, no spoilers. I appreciate you coming on the show. Congratulations again. Uh, and I feel like we might be coming back for a three-peat podcast about this time well, next year. How can about we that? use three-peat? Isn't that trademarked by the Lakers right now? We can't. I think we have to say back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, I, it's yeah. something like hey. that. <laughs> I think uh, I think the, the Lakers, Lakers have a lot more yeah. problems than yeah, what's the, trademarked yes, and what's not trademarked. Yeah, the very, Lakers very are not prepared to sail the Armada to Long Beach right now to, to take <laughs> us on over three. Guys, while well, I got the mic too here, I got to give a quick shout out to uh, to my sister Lindsay. Um, she's uh, first year coaching this year at my alma mater at Concordia University in Irvine. Uh, their softball team, along with Coach Crystal out there, uh, made it to the uh, Super Regionals for softball this year. Super proud of uh, the Eagles. Super proud of that team. Super proud of my sister for, for getting that done this year. Heck yeah, local baller too. She used to ball out in the Moore League. Long Beach versus everybody. She was. You, yes. got, you got great pictures of her making diving catches in left field. <laughs> That's I, I, Nothing makes me feel older than the fact that people we covered are coaching now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. We need to it do a feature on that and make us feel a little bit younger. <laughs> yeah. All right, Coach. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Great stuff from Joey Cerule, one of our favorite guys. It's so crazy that we covered his sister in high school, met him. Stop talking about it. He wasn't even the coach here at that time, so it was it was really cool to know Joey and then be like, oh, Joey's taking the women's golf job. Right. And obviously he's done such a great job well, uh, I kinda, of that. I was kind of laughing with him after they won the second championship. It was like, for us, anytime someone we knew before they get got a job here, it just feels like, oh, like, yeah, it's my buddy Joey. Like, yeah. He's going to take the team over. That's good for him. And yeah. then they start having success like that, and you're like, oh, it's Joey. You know what I mean? Like, good for him. Well, Andy, <laughs> you know that uh, a program is only good as its head coach, and you've got some really, really good head coaches. I think Joey's definitely one of them. Yeah, you know, uh, there's no surprise with back-to-back championships and, and NCAA appearances. So, you know, we're, we're very optimistic about the future. That interview has got me wanting to watch Caddyshack right now, <laughs> right? by the way. Yes. Well, there's, we got free time coming. It's going to be summer recommend- in like two My weeks. recommendation is go watch <laughs> yeah, Caddyshack. Yeah, go watch Caddyshack, right? <laughs> no, my, oh, we do recommendations every week, uh, something that uh, LB Nation should be checking out. Mine is the new Local Natives album. It's called Violet Street. If you've never heard of or heard local natives, you should definitely check them out. We're actually going to see them at the Palladium in June. A bunch of my friends. I love the Palladium, dude. It's one of my favorite places. That's like the exact right spot to see that band. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Mike, what do you got? Uh, My recommendation would be the new uh, Tyler, the Creator album, Igor. Uh, Listen to it all weekend. Listen to it literally for like 12 hours straight at the track meet I was covering on Saturday (laughs) uh, and thoroughly enjoying it. Andy, you got a recommendation for LB Nation? I do a podcast. Uh, Is it the LBV show? It's the LBV show. Check <laughs> it out. That joke's never going to get old. <laughs> uh, podcast Gangster Capitalism. Ooh. And it is uh, centered on, there are two, two episodes in, it's on the college admissions scandal. So lots of interviews Ooh. and a lot of uh, 
transcripts uh, from uh, the tape recordings and whatnot. So if you have an interest in it, check oh, it I out. Oh, I do. I'll definitely check that out. I wanted to note, by the way, that your previous podcast recommendation, like we should start demanding sponsorship. Because I think <laughs> as I've been talking to you in the pyramid, like seven different people have come up and said, hey, check that podcast out. It was really good. <laughs> no, this is a good one. Check it out. Gangster Capitalism. What's the uh, – oh, Gangster Capital. That sounds like Wu-Tang Clan should host it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Diversify y'all yeah. bonds. I, I was watching that uh, you know, on Showtime. There's a, uh, a Wu-Tang – uh, documentary. Yeah, yeah. Was, They've been all over the place. I'm loving in, it. So, yeah. I, I was listening to uh, Jizz's uh, Liquid Swords. Still, and I hadn't listened to that in like five years. It was awesome. They're back. All right. Uh, ticket info, as we always say. I guess right now is a good time to start talking about season tickets for next year. So call buy the box tickets office. tickets for the Dirt Baggage Games Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That too. The last thing you can buy tickets for. 562-985-4949 is the number. So hit them up and get your fill of Beach Athletics. Andy, thank you so much for uh, having us here to host your show we've got one more episode coming up and it's going to be a big one because we're going to run down the top 10 stories for long beach state this year it's also going to be our special mailbag episode so if you've got questions for us or andy tweet at us at 562 sports or you could email jj or i at mike at the 562.org or jj at the 562.org loved ending the school year on that last year uh, hope to get a lot of great questions again for this episode in two weeks. Thank you to producer Roger for putting the show together, and thank you for listening. We'll see you guys in the stands this weekend. Take care, Long Beach.